Alright? Nobody wanna pile with me. Guess I'm gonna have to do it on my own. Fuck it, let's get it then. For the top, top, young Griff America, I'm staying on the climb. climb. Praying for a sign, sign. waited on reply. Say I'm not defined by a cosign. Nope. Just align with the most high. I see the eyes playing both sides. I pay them no mind. We about to raise a toast high. Yes. Me and wifey might hit the coastline. No apology for the flex. flex. I've been at war with my flesh. Just know I'm coming for the neck. And no, I ain't done yet. Back on my mode, back in the zone. Back on the road. Impact the glow, nobody safe when I tap in the code. Walking the faith, you gotta control. Gotta control in the way that the world is taking a toll. Reminding the who cares my soul. Man down is homicide. Pretty God, I'm still here. I'm putting it over Yes, sir. Y'all know what it is. Another day, another podcast. That was my family, G Merrick. Way up, featuring superstar JB. Man, go stream that. Go check out G Merrick's music. That's G-M-E-R-I-Q. I had to slow it down because I had hooked on phonics. I told y'all that already. But, man, we supporting our friends. We supporting our people. G-Merrick, way up. Look out for them. 2020, the vision is clear. I'm tired of saying that already, but it's so catchy. Only me. Only me. Does that happen to? I had a whole podcast. That was going to be about 30 minutes long. And then my fucking computer cuts off. I'm supposed to do my update. I got this MacBook. But fuck it. I'm going to start all over and do it again. Because you got to do it. You got to be dedicated to the grind. This is Recorded Podcast. As always, go check out that Aug Fourth Photography on Instagram. I got some pics up right now. Roddy Rich, shout out to him with the Boom Boom Room. Oh man, number one song in the country again. The box, Mr. Hold up, back again, man. And go check out that merch on August 4th Photography. That's August 4th Photography.com. Go to the merch tab, click something you like, go purchase something, represent Clayco Southside with an F. Go check out that Escobar Lounge, um, new spot, two chain spot. If you ever in the Atlanta area, you got one on the south side, Clayco, where I got the merch at, and you also got one in Atlanta. You also got a couple different spots, man. Shout out to the black entrepreneurs, man. Shout out to Taste the Essence, Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to Cam Kirk Studios. Shout out to everybody, man, out there grinding, doing their thing. I want to dedicate this episode to Atlanta, man. Forever, I love Atlanta. Atlanta been so good to me. It turned my dark lights into days, and I won't complain. Man, I love Atlanta, man. I, I really ain't got nothing to complain about, man. I came here from Lancaster, California. Shout out to the Dirt, the six six one. You feel me? Uh, yeah, I came out here, man, April 2007. I was just like, yo, 
I need to make some on my own. I need to make my own way. I can't really do it in California. Flew out to Cal. Flew out to Atlanta. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Shout it. Uh, yeah, man. And I, I mean, I really didn't know much about Atlanta, just like you. All I knew really was stomp the yard, ATL. The seven-year champs are here. Um, man, ATL. Um, man, so many quotables from ATL, man. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, keep it moving, son. I'm originally was born in Brooklyn. Um, man, and Drumline, man. Um, man, another classic movie. A good joint, man. I, and, and I was just excited, man. Atlanta's just so black. They're so black and rich and beautiful, man. And just, it's just celebrated from the HBCUs. I didn't know too much about fraternities or sororities and how thick it was. It's kind of like gangbanging a little bit. It, it, it's really like banging a set. Like you got your, you know what I'm saying? You got your cues. You know, you got, uh, I was told that that's the only frat. So I, I really can't say too many others, man. Shout out to. Phil Stark, check out that episode if you already didn't. But, um, yeah, I just, I came to Atlanta. I didn't know what to expect. I was lonely. I missed the lonely because I had nobody. Man, I came here, man, off a little bum-ass relationship, thinking I was like, I'm just in love and I'm out here and I'm sick. I don't know what to do. I just don't know and I was just out here, man, my, just lonely, and nothing, I had no car, I didn't have nothing, man, I was just out here, so I used to, man, I used to walk to go find me a dad in the Georgia heat, and this Georgia heat different, man, funny story, man, I remember one time, like, I knew I was gonna die, I took my uh, brother and sister, I was so lonely, but then I was so happy, I came here in April, they came in the end of June, the state of summer, and I was so happy that they came because I was like so bored. So I got a car, all that, got a job, and I took them out to this joint called The Beach in Clayton County, man. Clayco merch, august4thphotography.com. Go get that. But um, I took them out there, and I'm drinking sodas and shit and eating chicken tenders and not drinking water. I'm definitely one of them little niggas that thought water was, like, disgusting. It just don't taste like anything. That was my logic um, behind not drinking water. But, um, yeah, so they out there. They in the pool. So I was like, I'm going to go to concession. I'm going to get us something to eat. I ain't drinking no water. I'm out in Georgia heat. Now, Georgia heat is different than a lot of different heats. If you've been in Georgia, you know the feeling. This shit feels like the sun is literally burning all day. So I'm walking, and I'm just super dehydrated. And I'm like, I ain't going to be able to get to them. So I'm sitting there holding my chicken tenders and my little my little soda and, and stuff is just falling. And I'm like, if I could just get to a place where they could see me, that'll be good. But <laughs> I dropped my honey mustard and stuff like that. But I was able to sit down and drink something. And I was like, damn, maybe I should go get some water. Because um, I almost passed the fuck out, and I was hoping that they seen me, but it, it all worked out. But, I mean, I remember, man, just being out here. Excuse me, I'm parched. Let me get a little. 
water break. I hate when people drink on podcasts, but I was I felt like I was gonna I was gonna lose it. Hold on, excuse me. Let me get another swig. Thank you for um, bearing with me. Thank you, thank you. But uh, I remember, man, it just being so black out here and just so beautiful and rich in history. I used to ride around different houses and I would show them and I would show my dad if he came to visit or anybody. I'm like, man, look at this house. Look at that house. And they black owned. They got people with businesses, man, with their names, whether they got a landscaping business or electrician or whatever, man. And I came here in the middle of a recession in 07, 08, and to see so many black people thriving and doing well, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing to see, man. It was just like, it, it was a, it was eye-opening. It was like, oh, my God! Wow! <laughs> when I came out here, but, um, I mean, so, after I was here for a little while, it felt like an eternity, but I, like I said, I came here in April of 2007, and then, in July, I mean, I worked at a job. I met a girl named Shay Shakaslin, the young legend, um, and she introduced me to somebody to change my life, man. My wife, man. I I met my wife, and it was love at first sight. No, I mean, yeah, I think it was, man. I mean, it was just something special about her. But I was sitting there on my young dumb shit, like, you don't want to mess with me. I'm broken. I'm hard. I, 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 I'm trash. You don't want to mess with a guy like me. I'll never be able to love again from my past relationship. Really on my simp shit. I was. I was really. Oh, it was pathetic. It was sad. To me, man. So I'm like, ah, oh, you don't really want to mess with me. But man, anyway, she invited me to her birthday party. Her birthday, July 27th, the day we celebrate the Queen. Um, so she invited me there and we was just hanging out and, you know, I just was like, I remember it was probably on a Friday or something. We had to work that weekend. And I remember I was like telling Shay, like, yo, I want a number. But then I was like, nah, like she could call me. Then I was so anxious that I couldn't wait, bro. I couldn't wait. I was like, nah, I'm gonna call her. And then, I mean, it's been history since then. We about to celebrate 13 years, man, coming up this August. And time really flies, but Atlanta, I love you. Atlanta just is so much, man. Atlanta has done so much for me, man, and just really has, like, catapulted me into another stratosphere of of things I couldn't have been on and things I couldn't have seen, man, in Atlanta, man. Little did I know that just from being around in the city and going to concerts and stuff that Atlanta would create a sound, it would create a vibe, and it would be dominant. I, I like to credit myself that um, where I live places, it uh, really flourished because uh, I was born in New York City. That's self-explanatory. But for music and everything, it, it, it flourished. Then I lived in Virginia, and then in Virginia they had the whole Timberland sound and Missy Elliott around the time I was there. And then I moved to California, and then, you know, it was a lot of stuff coming out of California, a lot of artists and stuff. Like, I feel like Bow Wow kind of tried to rep it. He kind of repped the O-Town. He kind of repped Miami. I won't, it got confusing. Um, but, yeah, it just felt like everywhere I was moving and living, 
it was just really taking off musically and culturally. But when I came to Atlanta, man, little did I know, man, we would have the Migos and they would create a sound. They would create a vibe. They would create that Migos, you know, that, that flow that they would just create Hold on, you know, it's like the flow that erasing the work like a number two pencil. Holds with me on the left and the right. I'm feeling like Malcolm, I'm stuck in the middle. You're rat in the hood, still a little. You're rat. I'm blowing on gas like a fiddle. Young nigga in the hood selling nickels. Young nigga, white boy, keep the ice popsicles. You know the flow that all of y'all copy, man. The flow that everybody loved, man. And Drake, man, I remember in 07, Drake was coming out and he was gonna be big. Like, and people really didn't like him like that at first, but me and Wifey, we was in the Clayton Place. Shout out to everybody that lived everywhere, illegally, in the dorms and stuff like that. We was just really on Drake. We really was fucking with him. We was rocking with him, but, man, the Migos would come with they sound, and then a lot of people would just follow suit, and then who knew that Atlanta would become the wave? Atlanta would become it. Atlanta will become great. Atlanta was, man, just everything. It was everything to everybody. Like, and it still is. It's the culture. It's, man, Lil Baby, Gunna, Young Thug. Shout out the legends, man. Shout out all the great creators, man. Cam Kirk Studios. I can't get enough. Shout out to Skrill Davis. He's on tour right now, a photography tour. He just said, yo, I'm, I'm making my own lane. So, really, shout out to him. Clap for him, man. Shout out to Kavinci. Shout out to boy Ari um, AMD Visuals, man. On Instagram, all these people at Skrill Davis on Instagram, at Cam Kirk Studios, at the Cam Kirk, the legend himself. Got a plaque. Shout out to him. Clap for him, man. But all these people and all these man black creatives, and then that's why I love going to Cam Kirk Studios. And just for people that never been here and never experienced Atlanta, it's just it's just so much culture and it's a lot of support. Like I know, I'm sure it could be a lot of hate out there. But for me, I get a lot of love, I get a lot of support. That's why I love going to Camp Kirk Studios. That's why I love just being in the city. I then I'm fall with you. All the people, man, the country people, shit, fuck talking about, boy, and I'm talking about shit. Atlanta, man, got down lived in Atlanta my whole life, shit. Now, real Atlanta, I got not admit the McDonald's you live in, because I live out in McDonough, you know, I don't live in the city, city, you know what I'm saying? So people, hey, y'all, that ain't Atlanta, but um, shout out to that Clayco merch on August4thPhotography.com. Go get you some. Uh, but Atlanta's just been beautiful to me, man. It's been great. It's been lovely. I, I have nothing but love and respect for it. For anybody who's never been here, come see it. Come see black people flourishing. I mean, we go to New York and L.A. and different places. I mean, we was in Denver, and of course that was white. But New York and L.A., they don't have the same vibe no more of, like, black culture and richness. It's just it's gentrified. And Atlanta definitely has some places gentrified, but... We still have the black mayor, Keisha Lance Bottom. We still have the big HBCUs, the Battle of the Bands that just passed. All black comedy shows come through here. All the great acts come through here. Um, that's why I get these concert uh, photographs off, man, all forth um, on Instagram. Man, it's just like 
I get so much, and I just love Atlanta, man. I purchased my first home here. I got married here. I, I got introduced to a beautiful family here, man. Um, shout out to the Starks. Um, it, it's just everything. I know everything to Atlanta. And the world owe everything to Atlanta. Like, think about it. People coloring their hair and doing this. And, like, little Uzis coming here from uh Philadelphia and even Drake, he loved Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I mean, it's just Atlanta's it, man. The words cap, boy, you cap, cap ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like all that is Atlanta, man. Like shout out to DC Young Fly and the 85 South Show, all the great podcasts. Um, uh, the people, DC Young Fly. I remember Atlantic Station, another Atlanta landmark. I remember just going there, man, and just seeing him and like he just had he was locked in. He had a few videos on Vine. I think they had like an agency or something at Atlantic Station at that time. And he was just locked in and focused and just knew that Atlanta, like he knew that he was gonna be something. And it's a dude from the west side of Atlanta, man. And he just to really see his glow. And you see people all the time just walking around. You know, people aren't hidden. Like that in Atlanta. You see them, and they ain't got a bunch of paparazzi. People send their kids to regular school, like T.I. Kids go to school my um, brother-in-law go to. You know, it's, it's Atlanta is just love. It just really is. And sometimes, and people, you see people so much, you're like, oh, I seen them. They act like this. They act Because you just used to seeing people that are big, man. They not untouchable. It, it's obtainable. And even in we see the quality control, and they work with everybody. Like, everybody works with everybody. It's a helping hand. If you got a business, it can really flourish if you push it. You got a podcast like this is recorded. You can tell people whether you live in Atlanta or not. You can tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And, I mean, you could just, man, you could do whatever you want. But Atlanta is just the spirit of the people the hustle, the grind, and the blackness. The the blackness of Atlanta is just it's just man, it's just amazing. I just love you. Atlanta, I love you. I love you. I love you. Cause you done so much for me and you do so much for black people. You do so much to motivate. My neighborhood is all black. It feels like like a Motown kind of vibe though, because when I drive to work, People got their lights on, people working. They ain't just sitting around not doing shit, and my whole neighborhood is black. You see people riding bikes as a family or walking with the kids or just had a baby or teaching somebody how to ride a bike. Like, you see these things. Like, this is Atlanta, man. Atlanta is just, it, it, it's just so much to me. With it being Black History Month, it's February. I just wanted to celebrate Atlanta, man. Also wanted to shed light on a person, man, Jalen Rose. I've been reading a book, Gotta Give the People What They Want by Jalen Rose. Um, he's just a really good dude uh, that has the JRLA, the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. He uh, worked himself hard. He come from nothing, man. This dude, his father was the number one draft pick and he didn't even know till he's about 12 years old. I just got to that part in the book. And I've just been following this dude. I really like his vibe because he's just himself. He stay hood. He stay funny. He does what he does, but he does that in, in his own way. He, he like, doesn't have to. He doesn't curse anymore. He stopped that. He's been shot at, almost killed before. Like, 
all these crazy things, and he just does it all with a smile on his face. Come from poverty, used to heat up water just to take a bath. You know, from Detroit, where it's really, really cold, wild stuff. The Fab Five, he's an innovator, fashionable. The waves is clean, the hairline is clean, everything, man. So I wanted to give people their flowers. It's black history. And I, I will go and try to get a book, a book I own of, of black first, the black people to do certain things first, first black millionaire, first black different things. But I wanted to just shout out Jalen Rose, man. He's a hero of mine. I'm going to meet him. I need to donate to that Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. Um, but shout out to It's The Real, a, a Jewish guys, but they are part of the culture, man, and they really help. And they push this black culture and they take care of it. They're not really nice dudes. I met them twice. That's another podcast. It's the real podcast. They just got a Patreon. Get on there. Um, but Jalen Rose, I just really wanted to shout him out. I also wanted to shout out Real Life Kaz, man. Um, he's a Kazim Fadmunier or something like that. Real Life Kaz or Kaz, part of the Flagrant 2 podcast, part of another podcast about the Knicks. Part of WWE, part of everything, man. This dude, uh, say Palooza, you name it. He's in Nigeria. He's a scammer. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But he just really is a motivating dude because I've seen him grind from nothing to where he's at now, and he just stays busy. And, and that's what I got to tell myself. You know, sometimes it's really mentally hard and taxing for me just working a job because it feels like just a job. And to be 32 and just working a job is hard and it's difficult mentally because you feel like you want more. Even though I'm sitting in my home right now whining about where I want to be at life and stuff like that. But I feel like the thing with me, I'm a go-getter and I always want more and I always want better. And you should do the same. But for me, man, I read a good book called Unlearned by the Humble Poet. Make sure y'all check that out if you want to get your mind right, get your spirit right. Um, and... Atlanta. Unlearn is a good book, but Atlanta is a beautiful place to come visit. Atlanta is a beautiful place to come live. It's an international airport. You can get you some really cheap flights. If you feel like leaving out, you got to get back to your hometown that often. But Atlanta, I just want to do a podcast dedicated to you, dedicated to let you know I love you, dedicated to let you know I'm thinking of you, I care about you in Atlanta will forever and always be in my heart. And this is recorded.